Welcome to the Church of the Living God, Living Godcast. Our prayer is that this message speaks to you, impacts you, and inspires you. Please enjoy today's message, and we invite you to contact us if you need prayer, appreciate this word, or would like more information on Church of the Living God. Be blessed today. take for granted the things that you have conquered, and do not stand in a place, a fixed position, and say, this is as far as I'm going. I say to you, my children, that I have equipped you with more than you are using. You have weapons that have not been used in some time. Do not say to yourself, well, I'm just speaking in tongues again. Because you just keep speaking in tongues and I will record what you are saying in heaven. You may not even know what you're speaking, but I know what you're speaking. Says the Lord. I know what you are speaking. When it sounds the same, then speak it the same. God said, I have equipped you. And I have equipped your heart and your life and your mind and your spirit. You not only have the gospel of salvation, but you're the gospel of the fire and the power of the Holy Ghost. Yes. That you are a baptized church, baptized in fire, that you may come purely before me. And then when you go to attack your enemy, when you go and declare to the enemy, you must go that he will drop his head, that he will lay down his sword, and that he will simply turn and go because he knows that there is nothing between you and your God. I say to you, my children, if you want demons to flee, then you get your heart right. You get your sanctification right. You come wholly and completely before me. And you get an appetite for my word again. And you get to where you don't want to put it down again. Amen. I say to you, if you want to defeat the darkness, then you're going to have to shine in the true light that I've sent into this region. And I say unto you, my children, there is a light they've not seen yet. There is a light that they've not seen yet. And I am waiting and I am ready and I am prepared to expose a new light into this region, but it's going to come through you. It's going to come through you. It's going to come through my church. Hallelujah. There are other churches that I have named. But I say to you, my children, that when you walk in the right relationship with me, you will not have to ask the devils to flee. They will see me coming and they will vacate the premises. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We've seen that. We've seen that. Just what a beautiful, beautiful presence of the Lord. And you know what? During that time, there was a, just a stirring in my spirit, and I, I've, I was feeling the Lord speaking and declaring and moving, and he, and he said, my presence is not a gift. I don't come into the church and give you my presence like I give you a gift. He's like, I've given gifts to men of the fivefold, I've given the spiritual gifts all those, but he says, my presence, it's not a gift, it's your right. 
And I said, well, Lord, that that's, seems very bold. I'm not going to say that unless you tell me something else to go with it. But he says, a gift somebody can bestow on you, <clears throat> but my presence comes from birthright. See, when you've been born again, that means he has birthed you out of his own self. So then, he doesn't have to give you himself. You can come and take all you want of daddy. See, his presence is all right. Hebrews says, therefore, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus. See, so many times the enemy, church people, religious people, family members will tell you, how dare you go into his presence boldly? But you better have the blood. His presence is all right. He has given you the right to come into his presence. You don't have to tiptoe. You don't, you're not going to sneak up on him. Needless to say, when you're coming, he sees you afar off. When you're still in the pig pen, the father says, oh, he's going to come someday because he's going to realize that I don't just give my presence wrapped in a bow. You come and you get it any time you want. This is the God that came and visited us when we were yet in sin. See, we have the right to come into his presence because he broke all legal right when he came and became a man. See, how can God become a man? I don't know, but he did. I don't know how God can take on sin, but I know he took on my sin. I don't know how God can die, but I'll tell you what, he died for me. I don't know how death can be conquered, but tell you what, he conquered death and the grave, and he took the keys of hell and death. So we need to get into his presence, not because he's given us a, a gift or a couple of goosebumps, but because it's your birthright to come in, to stay, to dwell, to visit, to worship him. I'll inhabit the praises of my people. Immediately he gives us, says, oh, there's going to come a day where there's going to be blood where they can come in freely. But I tell you, let's stay. Let's stay in his presence. He says, it's your right. It's your right to come into my presence. Don't let anything hold you back. Don't let no church hurt. Don't let religiosity don't let Christian Cracker Jacks hold you back from the presence of God. Don't let some preacher on TV who messes around with some filth keep you from the presence of a holy God because he purchased you. Quit looking for Jesus on the TV. Look up, redemption draweth nigh. Quit picking apart everything the church does and go to the cross. You want 2020 to be fulfillment? Then get over yourself. Hallelujah. It's good to be back, guys. Mount Sterling's back there going, whoa, man. He's so much more loving down the street. Y'all get it too. Come on. 
I don't know, it's, it's just stirred me. It's, it's humbled me that he says, my presence is your right. So all of a sudden, I got to realize what he did. See, so many times we focus on oh, what, what we do. What have I done? What have I done to negate? What has he done for you to overcome? We need to put it back upon what he has done. But Patrick, what about sin? What about it? What about sin? You want to talk about sin? It says he defeated it. What else do you want to preach about? Be healed. Go and sin no more. He didn't sit down with her, a woman caught in adultery. Who knows the church kick her out? He didn't sit down with her and give her a bunch of religious laws. He just says, baby, go and sin no more. You don't need that. You don't need that life. Because now you have birthright to come in where angels trod and bow. You come into the place where, where, where Satan took for granted. And it says you walked upon the fiery stones. Honey, we will walk on fiery stones. And it's going to be the fire of his glory. And his majesty, his presence, church, is our right. So you don't have to wait for a song. You don't have to wait for a certain song. You don't have to wait for 50 people. But he says, come boldly because of my new birth for you. It's your right to come in and to dwell and to stay. And I say we do it. I believe God, what we've asked for this coming year, because we're all talking to God about this coming year. I, I believe whatever you're asking for, God says, why don't you just go a little further? Well, I dare you to just ask for more. Ask for more. All right. Now I'm going to preach what I came for. If you got your Bibles, let's go to Matthew 27. A couple days ago, I was a little under the weather. Felt better. Thought it'd be a good idea to go snow tubing. So I did. And so today, last two Sunday mornings, we've had three salvations, two filled with the Holy Ghost. And God is moving. A young man got saved, and then we started ministering. And, and, the, and the Lord says, whatever you offer that boy right now, he'll take. Give him my spirit. And his parents messaged me later. He said he could feel the fire of God going in, over, in, over. God don't ask for your age. He just asks for your heart. He just says, you just come on. God wants to fill a boy when he's young. He's going to fill a boy when he's young. I'm not going to dare become religious because I've seen too much relationship. I've seen too much of him to ever become religious. But God is moving in Mount Sterling. It's extending this house. That's what we do. We're just extending the kingdom of God. That's what we're all here for, right? God said 25 plus years ago, won't we make a hub? 
won't we shoot out some spokes? And I tell you what, 13 years ago, which was almost 10, 15 years after he spoke that, he spoke to another loony and says, let's do a hub and let's build some spokes. So why not just do it together? How about we just fulfill what God said to fulfill? So now it makes sense when the apostle of the house says, let's make this not a year of prophecy, but a year of prophecy fulfillment. Because we're coming out of it, we can taste fulfillment. I can taste it. While I'm in the spirit, I'm going to say that finger foods, if you get a piece of filet mignon and cut it real thin, you get finger foods. Leela laughed. She didn't go like this, so we're good. But I'm not going to look over there anymore. All right. Matthew 27, verse 45 says this in the beautiful word of God that changes everything. Now from the sixth hour, there was darkness all over the land until the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried aloud saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. That is to say, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Some of them stood there and when they heard that said, this man calleth for Elias, who is Elijah. And straight away one of them ran and took a sponge and filled it with vinegar and put it on a reed and it gave it to him to drink. And the rest said, let be, let us see whether Elias will come to save him. Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, he yielded up the ghost. Verse 51, and behold, the veil of the temple was rent in two or in twain from the top to the bottom and the earth did quake. And the rocks rent. I'm going to preach a message today. Kind of, I don't want to say I'm going to finish this now season that we've been in. But I'm going I'm to preach a message by the authority of the kingdom called a now shaking. A now shaking. Let's pray. Father, we magnify you for your word. For your word you have placed above your name. And I know that your name is the name above every other name. For ascending that word above you, was it not Christ who ascended, that you exalted yourself? So, Father, I thank you for the word. I thank you for this house. I thank you that this is a house of prophecy. This is a house of fulfillment of prophecy. And I thank you, Lord God, that we're not done yet. God, I declare blessings over the pastor, the apostle of this house. And this year, the the change in health is going to be acute It's going to be strong, and it's going to be with fire. Father, I ask for an unction and an utterance of the Holy Spirit for this word. I ask for you to touch my body, Lord God, and I ask for your glory to be manifested in the hearts of these people and that we prepare for what you're about to do, and we will give you the glory for it, Father, in Jesus' name. And the church said, there was darkness. Something I love is I remember I, I preached I preached a message a while back called the clouds of the latter rain. That so many times we say, oh, darkness, that's, 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 that's not God, that's scary, that's the enemy. But I believe it's Psalms 97 says clouds and thick darkness surround him. And so this is, is almost, I feel like a brewing, you know, pardon me for we're just celebrating Jesus' birth. But remember, Jesus said, it's for this hour that I came. It's for this. It's for the cross. 
The purpose of the birth was the cross. And through the cross, now you have new birth. Amen? Something I love about this, and this is not, this is not the church theology. This is just Patrick opinion. So this is the Patrick Lager version of the Bible. But Jesus says, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. And this is to say, or some version says, this is to be interpreted, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And so many times people say, well, well Jesus never spoke in tongues. And I said, well, kind of sound like he did. Well, they're like, it means my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? It says, no, 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 no. The people who knew his language says, hold on, he's calling for Elijah. They had no clue what he said. I just throw that out there just to have fun with some of your friends, okay? So this all comes to this, this immaculate, powerful crescendo. Everything comes together. He says several different things. He says, I thirst. And then all of a sudden he says, Father, into thine hands. I give you myself, fulfilling what he has said before, that nobody takes my life. Nobody takes my life, but I give it freely. You know, we've been taught in this house that it was, it was impossible for Jesus to die. Because the wages of sin is death. But he knew no sin. So that's why he easily passed through the crowds. Because they could not kill him because there was no spot nor blemish on this lamb. But yet all of a sudden he looks up, my father, why have you forsaken me? Because the filth of Patrick Lager's life was now upon the king of glory. So, so now, death was near. Because I put death on him. When I chose to do wrong, praise God, we're born again. Then when I was born again, I still chose to do wrong. And I still lived in filth. And everything that I did was laid upon him, and upon him became my sin. And then the scripture is fulfilled that he that knew no sin became sin so that I could become the righteousness of God. And through all this, the, the, the power in him saying, Father, I fulfill what you have sent me to do. That is to die for their sins, the sins that are to come, the sins that will plague the earth forever. I give you myself. Just him declaring the fulfillment of God, the earth began to shake. The earth shook at his death. How about that? His death shook the earth. His death is still shaking the earth. Religions, different religions still talk about his death. They try to nullify it. They try to numb it. But yet they can't stop it from shaking the earth. His death was, was released. All the power of God was released because the sacrifice had been made. Not only made, but accepted. He accepted his death. Father, take this from me. 
Is there any other way to do what you have called to do? If there's any other way, nevertheless, not mine, thine will be done. And then the slaps came. And then the ripping out of his beard. Spit running down his face. The lashes upon his back. And the whole time, the garden screaming out, if there's any other way. There was no other way. Because that had, be, had to be done because I was wicked. Because you were wicked. And there was nothing that could be done for your wickedness unless, nevertheless, not mine, but thine will be done. And the earth began to shake. I think we're in a time and in a season where we need to start shaking the earth. We do. We need to quit waiting on everybody else. We need to quit wait, waiting for the, the, the national prophet to say something that we can get excited about. Do you know when the army marches, if there's enough, the ground will shake. And I tell you, there's a shaking that is coming. There's a shaking that is coming. To quake there means to rock. Sideways, to and fro. It's to agitate. It's to cause to tremble. It's to throw into a tremor. Meaning people don't want it. People don't expect it. But it comes regardless. It doesn't matter who you are, where you are, how good, how bad. When the shaking of God happens, it will shake your core. It will shake who you are. It will shake who you want to be. It will even shake. If you allow it, it will shake who you used to be. I learned long ago that he didn't just save me here and, and plated this beautiful path with gold streets to come. I realized that when he touched me, he reached back and he grabbed all of me. He grabbed all the brokenness. He grabbed all the sin, all the wickedness. He took me back to where I started. And he grabbed it all that because the enemy has no right even to your sin. He has no right even into your past. He plagues you from your destiny, telling you about your past. But God says, I take it all. Have you let God take it all yet? Don't just take the new birth. But let him take who you used to be. Because when you allow him to take who you used to be, you will realize how powerful his blood is. Then it won't be about how strong is sin, how strong is this addiction, how powerful is thy blood, how holy is your sacrifice. The blood that is still on the altar of God, crying out every time, he's free, he's free, he's free. It's time to start shaking the earth, church. Skip forward, Matthew 28. Verse 1 says this, And in the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. And behold, there was a great earthquake. Hallelujah. For the angel of the Lord descended from heaven. <laughs> Come on. That's too good. 
And it came and it rolled back the stone from the door and he sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning and his remnant white as snow. And the fear of him, the keepers did shake and they became as dead men. Jesus dies on the cross and his death shakes the earth. Surely when he raises again. Come on now. Now this is Pentecostal, right? Now we don't have to run, but we can. But if he says, Father, I have completed it. Your son has died for their sins. And the earth begins to shake. Then my God, my God, my God, what happens when he rises again? The earth starts to shake. This time it's not just a little tremor. Now, it, start, it starts messing with people. <laughs> you can talk about the death all you want. But now the resurrection starts messing with folks. Because now, he didn't just die. Because everybody dies. But now he rose again. And the earth shakes and the men shake. See, the resurrection of Christ not only causes the earth to shake, it causes the soul of man to shake. Because now you're feeling a power that is greater than death. Because it conquered death. He rose again and the earth couldn't take it and neither can man. My God, I love this gospel. I absolutely love this gospel. He's just shaking the earth, shaking the earth. He's shaking man. He's causing tremors to come into our hearts to realize who is God and who is not. Isn't that the call right there? Man will always search to see that he is God. I remember I was in a conversation with somebody, and I was, I was freshly saved I was bold, a little rough around the edges. Some of you may say, you're still a little rough around the edges. And that's okay. That's why I got a father. That's why sons need fathers. Okay? They say one of the leading things of people in prison, of men in prison, is they don't have a father. So if, it, if you need a father on the earth, why not in the house of God? Quit chasing ministry and seek a father. The landmines that you'll walk in, sadly, he's already walked in. I say that in the utmost respect and love. Yes, yes. There's times I've been on foreign lands, not able to speak the language, in a situation that I don't know what to do, and then I heard the voice of my spiritual father. And I remember when he was in that situation. And then blind eyes opened. Because I do like my father has done. Jesus says, I do like my father. So in the same way here, let's, let's reach out for spiritual fathers. Amen? God is causing a shaking in the earth. The resurrection power of Christ shakes it. It shakes man. It shows man that man, you are not God. 
I was talking, to, like, like going back to my story, you thought I lost that rabbit trail. Praise God for the Holy Spirit because I did lose it, but he brought me back to it. But I was talking to somebody and they said, well, we're all gods. God is in everything. And I'm sitting on the couch and I'm like, oh man, Father, I need to be nice here. And literally, it just comes out of my mouth. This person was battling an ailment, and I said, well, why are you limping? Anger came. What do you mean, why am I limping? I said, because if you're God, why would God limp? Surely God don't need to walk with a limp if he's God. Because I've seen God stretch out a leg and make them not limp. So surely God is God and man is not. See, that sounds crazy. Oh, I'm not God, but I tell you what, you will worship yourself if you let your flesh have it. See, it tested the heart of man. Earthquake there is a commotion. It's, it's like a gale of wind. It's on the ground. It's, it's the earth quaking. It's like a tempest. It's not just a wind, but it's something that is in the earth that is shaking the earth. And that shake is so strong that the men were shaken or they were walked to and fro. They were trembled. They were thrown into a tremor. It's the same Greek word as before. See, this one not only affected the earth, but it affected the heart of man. There's a shaking that is coming, church. There is a shaking that is coming. He shook the earth at his death. That's pretty awesome. But then he conquered death. And he shook the earth, but he shook man. Now look at this. 2 Corinthians 4. Verse 7 says this. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. That the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side, yet we're not distressed. We are perplexed, but we are not in despair. We are persecuted, but we're not forsaken. We are cast down, but we are not destroyed. You thought you were destroyed, and you're not. You thought it was over. So many times I've had prophetic words for people, and the Lord would say, according to my clock, you haven't missed it. According to my timing, you haven't missed it. How many times do we get lied to saying, well, this side tracked me, this side tracked me. Tell you what, you know the God who knows the end. It was never the plan of God for me to veer off for so many years in addiction. But tell you what, he met me there. He rescued those years. In Joel, the year the caterpillar, the canker worm, the palmer worm, and the locust. Those, those years that it destroyed the land. I shall give you back everything that the enemy has stolen from you. We all, all we want is money and we want, oh, bless me for the, all the stuff that I spent. How about spiritual riches? How about generational riches? 
Things that moth can't take away, that rust can't take. But I'm talking about a divine experience with the Holy Ghost and fire. Keep the money, I want fire. But you can give me money too if you want, praise God. Amen. This is the real stuff. Now look at this. That wasn't the end of the chapter. Verse 10. Somebody say always. Always Always bearing about in my body the dying of the Lord Jesus. That the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in us. Wait a minute. So you're telling me his death that shook the earth is up in me. Well, I guess then I must be able to shake the earth. Is that blasphemous? If it is, then tell me what he meant. He's, in, he's, in, he's telling, we're, we're, we're pressed but not crushed, persecuted, not abandoned, we're struck down, we're not destroyed, we're just earthen vessels, but tell you what, we're earthen vessels that glory has been poured into. Something from heaven came to something in earth. After he walked on the earth, after he conquered the earth, after he shook the earth, and then he pours it in me, and he tells me, you are not destroyed, because inside of you, There is a shaking. There is something inside of me. Why? Because in his death, it shook the earth. But I carry his death in me. Why? So it can be made manifest. So it can be shown forth. What is it? Romans, I think it's 6-4. says, for we were, or or 4-6. We were buried with him by baptism into death. That is like Christ rose from the dead for the glory of the Father. Even so, we should also walk in newness of life. His his death, his burial is inside of me. That which shook the earth is inside of me. There is a now shaking. There is something inside of this house that is coming now. I'm not going to wait till 2020. I'm going to start shaking things up now. I ain't going to wait for no midnight service. I'm going to shake things up now because the one who died and shook the earth, I carry it in my body. You're just an earthen vessel, I know. I'm an earthen vessel that's been touched with heaven. I can't do what I do being an earthen vessel. Heaven has to be poured in. Heaven has to be manifested. Shall we continue? Romans 8, verse 10. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life Because of righteousness. Get over sin. I'm not saying we have to be perfect. But we have to understand that there's a difference between battling sin and snuggling up in your blanket and living in it. Get out of the bed with it. Quit sleeping around with sin. I'm going to be graphic. Quit making love with sin. Quit producing yourself with sin. Quit giving sin your seed that it produces more sin. 
Get out of it. Because if Christ is in me, then sin has become dead in my body and now I live for righteousness. Right standing with God. Verse 11. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken, make alive your mortal bodies, your fleshly earthen vessel bodies, by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Now you're telling me there's resurrection power in me. That resurrection power shook the earth. And it shook the hearts of man in me. Church, in you. We've got a death that shook the earth. We've got a resurrection that shook the earth and man. And it's sitting right here. And God's saying, let's shake the earth. You. This house. Shake the region. All right. Shake your family. Shake your workplace. Shake everything that comes near to you. Make the earth shake and make their heart tremble within them. Let me tell you, they don't tremble at your anointing. They tremble at the Christ who is the anointed. This is where we understand the difference between humility and false humility. If your ministry is drawing crowds to hear you preach and to shake your hand and they're not getting into the presence of the Most High God, you need to check your status. If you're doing this for Facebook likes, let me tell you, not many fruit comes from Facebook likes. People need to have an encounter with Jesus Christ. And it's going to come through you. It's going to come through you shaking the earth and trembling their hearts. A now shaking. Quit waiting for all these words to come to pass. If I'm just going to wait, 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 then I'm going to be fruitless, 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 fruitless. Tell you what, we'll go plow the ground. If we plant a church, we plant a church. But we're still going to plow ground. He plowed ground for 25 years. Plowed ground for 25 years. Fruitful. Hundreds of thousands of souls. See, to some people, it's not about thousands, hundreds of thousands of souls. It's about my shout. Let me tell you, to me, it's about the one that is in me, his death, his resurrection, shaking the earth and shaking the hearts of men that they realize that there is a God who shakes all things. It's inside of us. This now shaking, it's not something you have to wait for. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to get a degree for it. You don't even have to be heavily churched. You don't have to be so sanctified. Sanctification is a process. And my God, for me, it was long. 
At times I seem drawn out. I said, God, I'm battling the same stuff. It's like, yeah, because you have a desire for it. Desire me greater than that. And you won't battle it as much. But the shaking that needs to come is not waiting for something to happen. It's waiting for us just to walk it. To demonstrate it. To demonstrate it. Don't get so excited about a church plan and forget that God has called you to move in your house. That God has called you to demonstrate the kingdom to your children. To demonstrate at the workplace that surely that Christ is alive. He's shaking the bank. He's shaking the factory. Everywhere he walks, it shakes and it's drawing me to know his Christ. Hebrews 12. Verse 25, see that you refuse not him that speaketh. For if they escape not who refused him that spoke on earth, much more shall not we escape if we turn away from him that speaks from heaven. Whose voice then shook the earth, but now he hath promised, saying yet once more, I will shake not only the earth, but also heaven. Whose voice then shook the earth, but now he has promised, saying once more, I'm not just going to shake the earth, I'm not just going to shake their hearts, but I'm going to shake heaven. And this word, yet once more, signifies the removing of things that are not shaken, as the things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. This is not just a shaking of earth. I believe, and I can be rebuked if you want, I believe this is us. I believe this is us. Because we shake heaven. Do we not? When we praise him, when you're in battle, and you're hurt, and you're broken, and you're weak, and tears are streaming down your face, Because you can't go any further and you're praying and you're praying and you're worshiping. Don't tell me when he stands up, heaven doesn't shake. It shook at his death, his death is in me. It shook at his resurrection, his resurrection is in me. How much more at my new birth when I understand who he is, who I am, and who I am in him. Will earth and heaven not shake? This is us. This isn't something we have to wait for. This is who we are. We don't have to put on Church of the Living God t-shirts and march around. We just have to be who we are. United on who we are. Under the banner of glory and majesty, Jehovah Nissi, the one who is my banner. This voice shakes heaven and earth. Would you believe that you could shake heaven? My God. His his death is in me. Walk out his death. If you walk out his death, the beautiful thing is you'll walk into your death. But he rose again. So if I walk in his death... 
then I die, then I walk in his life. And his life makes me arise. I'm not going to sit back in my filth anymore. But see, now I start demonstrating his death and his resurrection, and it starts shaking the ground. Not because of who I am, not because of what I've done, but because of who he is. And then all of a sudden, we start getting a burden. When the city isn't just some neat thing we say. It's something we know is going to happen. It's not even prophetic for me. Because when I joined the apostle, everything in him became inside of me. And Mount Sterling belongs to the Lord. I'm not waiting for it. We're stepping in it and shaking the earth. Men's hearts are trembling. And they're coming to the altar. And saying, I need Christ. I need Christ. I need Christ. Wherefore, look, we're receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved. It cannot be shaken. Let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. For our God is a consuming fire. See, that's where everything is brought together. For it says, it's the kingdom. It's the kingdom. Luke 17, 21. The kingdom does not come by observation. Oh, it's here. Oh, it's there. The kingdom of God is within us. That's what will cause a now shaking. That's what we're going to do. Because church, that's who we are. Okay? We're not called just to play the role. We're not, we're not here just to, to play church, raise up our hands, get a couple of goosebumps, a couple of shouts. We're here to demonstrate the power of the kingdom of God. His death, oh, I have it. It shakes the earth. His resurrection, oh, it shakes the earth and it shakes the hearts of man. But now the kingdom of God is within me. Now I shake heaven. I shake heaven, saying, the city is yours. The region is yours. The nations are yours. A group of men believed this and changed all of eternity. Because they believed that inside of them was something that could shake everything. It breaks things loose in people's minds. The idols that we have built up, if you shake it with the power of the Holy Spirit, those things come down. But the revelation of the cross, of the death, the resurrection of Christ, it says those things will always remain. It goes back to the hay, the wood, and the stubble. And the gold, the silver, and the precious stones. Tried by fire, it remains. And I believe with all my heart that God's just saying... Are you willing to shake the earth? Are you willing to shake the earth? And listen to me. Are you willing to do it in whatever role he has called you to do it in? Amos, out in the field. He starts prophesying. And these people start rebuking him. 
cracking on him, trashing him. Amos goes, hey, listen, I was sitting in the middle of a field doing my work. God took me and told me to start talking. Get off my back. We must be content in the lane we're in. That's why so many people are discouraged, they're broken, they're bleeding. It's because they're trying to run somebody else's lane. Then you start preaching a shaking, and you're the one who's getting shaken. Run our lane. Stay in your lane. Be discipled. Be willing to be discipled. We love discipleship until it gets up in your business. Then all of a sudden it's like, well, that was a jerk. I believe the, the 2019 term is snowflakes, right? We've got church Christian snowflakes. That any hint of truth, any hint of boldness, any hint of authority, we cower back. Wanting grace and mercy. Not knowing the grace and mercy comes, the one, comes from the one with power and authority and truth. Don't come to me saying you want to shake the earth and you can't receive correction. We have got to grow up. We have got to become more. Because we're not here playing church. You're not sitting here to play some church. We're here to demonstrate the kingdom of God. What does 2020 have then? I'll tell you what it has. It has a shaking. You're not going to just watch it. The Lord says you've been sitting back and you've been watching. But the Lord says it's time again that you're going to walk to the front and take new ground. It's time. Stand with me. Thank you for listening to today's Church of the Living God, Living Godcast. We trust and pray that you were blessed by today's word. If you'd like to contact us for prayer or for more information about Church of the Living God, please visit our Facebook page at WinCityCOLG or give us a call at 859-745-1865.